Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And we are back after a uh, couple weeks of action. We've been kind of waiting to see what would happen with the league and the draft. And we're going to kind of cover those things in the beginning, kind of doing the same format that we've done with the last few shows. We'll talk about the NHL and where they're at. We'll also talk about the Ducks and what's going on. They did sign some players over the last uh, couple weeks here. Also, your fan questions and topics, which we thank you tremendously for because that helps our show keep on going as well. And then a little bit of other league news uh, to cover uh, towards the end of the show as we usually do. So we'll start off with what is going on with hockey uh, right now. And unfortunately, this week we had some bad news. We, we found out that the American Hockey League was canceled um, the AHL made that announcement earlier in the week. Not really a surprise. A lot of people expected it. And because the league is really based on people attending games and they don't have so much of the media income that the NHL has, uh, they felt like you know the economy behind trying to play in empty stadiums wasn't worth it. So you know every, every other minor league, pretty much hockey, um, had been canceled, but this one was the last one to kind of fall and not really a surprise. And then we also learned that the NHL has delayed their 2020 international games. Uh, one was supposed to be between uh, the Blue Jackets and Avalanche, so that's on hold as well. You know that some of the league's teams have been playing internationally at the beginning of the season for a game or two uh, sporadically over the last couple seasons. So that's a little bit of news, Eddie, where we're at. Uh, any surprises with the, you know, the HL being canceled or, or obviously the international game being you know, at least put on hold for now? Yeah, it's really unfortunate the AHL got canceled. I feel really bad for every one of those players that play in the AHL, especially those players that that were kind of having like finishing up their career in the AHL, and, and this was pretty much going to be their final season. They don't get to kind of quit on their own terms. It just got taken away from them. So I feel really bad on that aspect. I do understand them canceling the AHL season, though. They don't bring the revenue that the NHL brings in, and it seems like they might lose money, which I read on other th- reports that said that same thing too. Um, it's just it, it's, it's unfortunate given the, the what everyone's going through right now, and it's affecting everyone, uh, especially those players. Um, I know a lot of the players are disappointed about that. The Global Series, I wasn't so surprised about that. Um, with, with everything that's going on, it's probably not a good idea to travel, you know, across a different country to play. So, I mean, that that one really didn't surprise me that much. Yeah, and that's kind of the status of where they're at now. Like we said, it's unfortunate, but the economics don't really support uh, the AHL going back without fans and obviously the concern for safety with, of course, the COVID issue that's going on. So those are kind of some of the smaller updates. But in terms of the actual league... Uh, we were waiting for some stuff. Uh, we were hoping to see if there would be some more updates. There's kind of some minor ones. Um, the return to play committee did meet this past week. They were supposed to meet on Wednesday. They ended up meeting on Tuesday. And uh, according to ESPN, they're talking about possibly going straight to the playoffs, uh, maybe skipping the regular season. And in the athletic, they talked about 
uh, a couple other uh, things as well as far as the scenarios they talked about the uh, 24 team uh, deals and there's two of them that they talked about we, we've mentioned one before but they're now talking about either having the uh, six teams in each division which we mentioned that the ducks would be part of that under that system or they talked about the top 12 teams for each conference which the ducks would not be part of that so it's kind of interesting when the first one came out with the, the six teams uh, the fan reaction was pretty mixed some fans felt that they shouldn't be in it that they wouldn't uh, you know deserve it that they wouldn't go far anyways uh, and while other fans felt well, if we can still get a high draft pick and possibly, you know, go into the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup, which I mean, we, we all thought was pretty difficult, anyways, but some people felt that that was another option too. So it's kind of interesting, Eddie. These two 24 game, or excuse me, 24 team uh, scenarios. I kind of lean towards uh, the 12 in each conference if they were to do that. Uh, my overall preference is still just to do the 16 team deal from, you know, uh, as we talked about in the previous show. But if they're if they're talking about these two scenarios and these are the only choices we have, I, I like the twelve teams in each conference because I think that's more fair under the sixteen, uh, excuse me, sixteen division thing. Uh, a couple teams would be left out; they'd be flip flopped under that scenario, which I don't think is necessarily fair. What do you think? No, same here. I agree with you, um, especially going. Into, we're talking about the Ducks. I wouldn't want the Ducks in the playoffs. They're not ready for it right now and definitely didn't earn it. So why just kind of throw them in in the mix like that? I've mentioned before, you know, the top three teams in, in each division and have the two wild card spot teams play the two teams below them. So if you're looking at the West right now, you'd have Winnipeg playing Minnesota, Nashville playing Vancouver. Whoever's the winner of those gets that wild card spot. And then if you go down to the East, you have uh, Carolina and the Blue Jackets. So Carolina would be playing New York and then the Blue Jackets would be playing uh, New York Islanders. And then the, the winner of that gets to be in the playoffs. See, I like that format, 8-8. Eight and eight. It's fair because those teams that are on the cusp of making that, they still get a, a chance and an opportunity to actually win that one game elimination to be there. You still get kind of a, a playoff f- f- like feel of, for hockey for these teams trying to get into the playoffs. You're not just throwing like, like you know another four teams that don't belong there and just trying to get smoked and, and kind of just be kind of embarrassed, I, I, I see. Or, or you don't want something happening where – one of those teams that weren't supposed to make the playoffs all of a sudden makes like a first-round upset and then knocks out a team that, that really deserved to be there and really deserved to compete because they weren't nearly ready or they weren't more conditioned enough. So that kind of bothers me, like, uh, is this format too. Um, um, but I, I really hope that the league does, you know, choose that. It's going to be 12 in each conference, and, and there's no way, like, uh, it'd be bad if the Ducks were actually, you know, given the top six in the division, and they were in there, and they either just got blown out, and they don't get a draft pick or, or that high of a draft pick. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like that. I want the Ducks to make the playoffs. I want them to work their ass off in the season and earn that spot, not just be, you know, given that spot. And if they do happen to shock everyone and win the cup it's not going to be the same it's not going to be like okay you really earned that it's going to be a little asterisk mark next to it and that's what i don't want to see yeah i think that's part of the issue if you go with that six team division thing you're going to have a couple teams the ducks and buffalo get in there when they wouldn't be under this top 12 conference format so of course the people that hate on the ducks are going to put a little asterisk next to it but then the other issue too is if they have the draft before or after, right? If they have it before and the Ducks are still allowed to keep their pick, which we're going to talk about that in a little in a little bit because there's another proposal on the table. 
But you know that that would you know keep the Ducks in the top five pick possibly maybe, and then they could go into the playoffs and whatnot. But if it's after, and then they go into this format like you said, they're the bottom team. They get bounced right away, and then they get knocked a, a few spots down. Then it wouldn't be worth it at all. So. Uh, you know, there's no answer right now, as as, as we're going to discuss. It's still up in the air. Uh, we thought we were going to have an answer, but um, we'll get to that in a minute. So, where they're talking about playing these games, that's uh, been discussed in the athletic. Uh, some of the front runner locations they talked about were Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Vegas. Those are the the big spots. They're still trying to look at mostly four places. But those are all the front runners. Some secondary locations include Arizona, Buffalo, Carolina, Colorado, Detroit, St. Louis, and Vancouver. So th- this is some of the stuff that's been thrown out there. Uh, of course, you know everything's changing in the world, right? All, all the stay-at-home orders and, and rules. More states are opening up. Uh, it's really going to depend on a lot of that and what each state is going to figure out. Also, the provinces in Canada as well. So I don't know where they're going to go. But I, I th- we talked about this before doing the show, and Eddie and I think Vegas uh, has a pretty good chance. Um, and Arizona, too, has been talking about opening back up for baseball as well. So uh, I look at some of those places uh, maybe as spots, Eddie. Uh, what do you think as far as where they could you know, possibly have these playoff tournaments? I'm following the money, so I'm going to say Vegas would be my number one choice. There's a lot that goes on in Vegas. Uh, a key thing too, gambling. A lot of people like to gamble, and especially uh, these times, like Vegas is shut down. There's nothing really to gamble on unless you're one of the people that gamble on like The Bachelor or TV shows like that. That I've recently found out that you can you can gamble on and bet. That's that's freaking weird to me. But um, I think Vegas would would be a number one choice, and I think they would uh, you know they they'd factor in there and try to get it done. And like I said, follow the money. Vegas has money. They can, you know, pay, not really pay off the league, but they can sponsor a lot of events that can that can take place over there. And I, I just can't see if the, if teams are going to come back, them not having Vegas as one of the places to, you know, play a playoff game. I'll obviously, uh, pick another place in Canada. I'm not sure which, uh, which city in Canada is the biggest that, that brings the most revenue in. I, I want to say Edmonton, maybe. I'm not sure, but I think another one would be somewhere in Canada because hockey's big over there, and they're going to bring a lot of revenue coming over there too. Yeah, I agree with you on the Vegas thing. Uh, one of my friends, she lives in Nevada, and she said that the state has already opened up about 50%. So there's a good chance you know, in the next month or two that Vegas could be, you know, maybe not fully reopened, but pretty close to it. So uh, I think Nevada is definitely a winner. And like you said, I would think the league would pick at least one location in Canada. That makes sense, as Eddie talked about, because obviously hockey is big there. We all know that. That's a no-brainer. So those are just some of our ideas and thoughts of what we think of where they could play some of these games. Uh, like I said, on The Athletic, they listed all these locations. As far as the league and where they're at right now, they've talked about in some of the articles that there's different phases that the league is looking at. There's there's four phases, basically. Uh, phase one is what they're currently in, which is the isolation. They're hoping to go to phase two quickly and soon, which is where players can practice in small groups. And then three would be to go back to training camps. And then four would be to return back to play. So they're still in phase one. They're looking to go into phase two. Uh, obviously, we're in the month of May, so you know it probably won't be any time this month. Maybe June, July. I don't know. Everything keeps changing. Like I said, follow the the, the news. 
uh, in regards to sports and, and what's going on because it's it's still a fluid situation. But it's going in the right direction according to what uh, Deputy Commissioner Daly is talking about. He's positive. That's moving forward. I think the interesting thing is if they get this going, how they're going to play it. Uh, Eddie and I were talking about this. Uh, TSN talked about some ideas. Uh, all the players having face shields. Uh, no fights. No scrums. Uh, the coach is also doing social distancing and wingers trying to keep a couple feet apart uh, in the face-off. So that was a, a proposal from a doctor that had talked to TSN. Kind of interesting, Eddie. Um, I don't necessarily like it, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to be able, if they do go back to play, if it's going to be 100% like it is or some kind of modified format like this. What do you think? I don't like this format at all, and I'm borderline. I, I probably not even watch it if they actually have all these rules incorporated in it. I think even starting these, what's going on right now, it's just going to lead the league to, to go into that. Like they don't want fighting as it is already. They have that instigator rule. They're trying to you know go away from that, and they're gonna you know it seems that they'll use this format as an excuse and what's going on to kind of implement this and keep it as it is when it comes you know back to regular hockey when we're, we're over this pandemic and I, I don't want to see it and I don't want to support it at all because that, that's not hockey to me it, it ruins the integrity of the game and I'm all about the integrity of the game so I, I mean I, I'd rather not watch this at all I'd rather go just watch beer league games with my friends and, and beat each other up and just have that real hockey aspect of it than watch this what's going on? I just it's, you're taking away too much from the game, and it seems like the league, you know, will see those high numbers and think that what fans want. But no, fans are just going to be desperate because they haven't watched any sports or hockey, so their numbers might be up. But th- th- that's just ridiculous. I think this doctor, uh, whoever this doctor was that made these things, I don't think he has any respect for the game or the integrity of the game to actually insinuate that we actually play hockey like this. This bothers me a lot. I'm really traditional comes to hockey and i love that that old school mentality feel yeah i do like the how, how you know how more skilled the game is now how faster it is but i'm always going to like that hard hitting physical play letting the players play letting them place each other on the ice and, and not this whole you know like mean, well, what next like hey you know you guys get to stay within four feet of each other kind of just stick your stick out if you don't poke check it you can't go and hit, you know hit make a body check or even be physical you can't you know if players are bump each other on the boards and they're trying to battle you're gonna blow it dead and tell them the social distance no it's just, I, I think that's bullshit and I, I definitely wouldn't support it like yeah it'd be hard not to i probably probably wouldn't have to talk in there i w- wouldn't be able to talk on this show anymore <laughs> i wouldn't know what's going on but it's just this seems to me it just takes away from the whole entire game and i can see this just being the new way of hockey, I would not want to support that at all. I just I'd stick to the KHL and shout out to that fan that sent me that DM, telling me that uh, if I ever want to know anything about the uh, the KHL to hit him up because he watches frequently. I totally forgot the name, but thank you for that. Thank you for listening to the show. Yeah, I, I'm with you on part of this, and I, I mean I I have a little bit of mixed feelings. I guess I, I understand the face shield thing. I mean the league. You know, pretty much requires newer players when they come into the league to have face shields. So basically, you'd have to be telling the other players that don't, which I don't know the percentage, but I, I don't think it's a whole lot that don't, you know, wear some kind of a, a face shield at all. So, you know, that part, it doesn't really bother me that much. The social distancing with the coaches and the wingers, you know, that doesn't bother me as much. But I mean, the fighting and the scrums, that's pretty much the game, like Eddie's talking about. I mean, you're going to tell me that. 
you know, when the puck goes in the corner, you can't go after it. You're going to have to skate and like try to keep your. Di- I mean, I, I just don't know how physically that would even work. I think that would be extremely difficult when the puck goes, you know, into any of those dirty areas that all you can do is, you know, skate a few feet away and then reach your stick. I, I just, I mean, it's like trying to re relearn how to ride a bike or something. I mean, I, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It, it's, it's just kind of difficult to me. Not so much of the standpoint of is it a stupid idea or not. I don't even, I mean, yeah, like Eddie said, it sounds dumb, but it's not even that. I just don't think players could physically do that. And like, if say they made up a rule that a social distancing rule in the NHL and you couldn't skate up to certain, I mean, I don't know that, that to me would be extremely difficult. I think like every team would be in the penalty box nonstop. Right, Eddie? (laughs) Oh yeah. It's too hard. Like when I played for a a semi-checking league, you're allowed to check on the boards. You're allowed to open ice, but you got to do it within reason. You can just go like like a charge kind of thing or catch them with their head down, but you can just bump them if you're playing defense. So when I played that, it was fun. I got used to that. It was you know on the ice and everything. It just felt more natural. I moved back here. I played ice a little bit, non-checking, so that was kind of hard, but they let you get away with little things here and there. It wasn't like too bad. I turned back to roller, and at first, my first few weeks in roller, I saw a guy on the board that just light his ass up, and boom, I'm in – the box for four minutes where I'm kicked out of the game and it took me a while to to stop that and I was just causing penalties on my team and and I, I explained to the owner what was going on I wasn't just doing it maliciously on purpose that's just like I was so used to that format of playing for all those years that when it came back and, and transitioned back I, I, I resorted to what I you know knew from the years before and it was just too hard these players been playing like that their whole entire life so I can't even imagine how hard it's going to be for them to try to transition their game. And yeah, it's going to lead to a bunch of other penalties. It's it's going to be a boring game. It's not going to be hockey. It, it's going to be like it's. I always mention badminton, but I, I think if it went down to that format in badminton, I'd rather go watch badminton. <laughs> Man. Well, and and that's the thing too. Depending on what uh, reports that you read, they're talking about hockey for this season not even being finished until like August or September. So there's a possibility because they don't want to have this kind of scenario like Eddie and I are talking about. The league might not come back till, I know you hate to hear it, but they might not come back to August or September to play some games. You know, they might have the training camps then and get it going if they do resume. But uh, I'm with Eddie. I, 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 if they're going to come back and play, which I mean, A, I do want them to do that. And Eddie and I, from the beginning, have said we don't care so much about the regular season. We, we've maintained that we want them to just do an abbreviated playoff system. If you listen to our last couple shows, that's what Eddie and I have said every single time. Um, if they do play the regular season, fine. But what, however they do this, I, I rather them be able to do it in a normal fashion on the ice, right? So... We'll have to wait and see. Like I said, everything is up in the air. Uh, as soon as we post this, it could change the day after the podcast goes up. So who knows? I mean, everything's uh, been getting crazy. But another thing that we looked at is what do you think? What do the fans think about going to games? Uh, that was mentioned in a recent ESPN article. They they broke it down. And as soon as the AHL was canceled, they, they talked to some of the owners about returning back to hockey in general and, and sports in general, really, all sports. Like, what would fans think? What, what, how do people feel knowing what's going on with the world? Um, a lot of opinions are changing out there. We're, you know, we're not going to get political or anything like that, but we're going to stick to what, um, you know, what's going on. And, and fans are starting to shift their opinions uh, as this goes along and more information comes out about things that are going on in the world. But they broke it down. 
and into three groups, and they said that most younger fans would go to a game today, you know, a live hockey game or sporting event they would go. And then they said there was still a chunk of fans that are in a wait-and-see mode. Uh, they would like to uh, have other people go basically for a month or two, check it out, see what they, you know, how, how it goes. Will people get sick? Will people be fine? You know, they're, they're kind of cautious. And then there's other people that uh, they may never go back again because of some kind of underlying issue that they have, or they may want to wait until there's a vaccine uh, for this. So there's that kind of thing going on. And, and there's people that cover all this. There's people on our staff that have different opinions. Uh, we had a discussion about it the other day, and, and different people fell into different categories. Um, so we asked it to you guys on Facebook, you know, and I was kind of surprised by this. I threw the question out there. I wanted to see what people would say. And 72% of you said you would go to a game today. Uh, I was shocked. Just over 72% said, hey, let's do it. I'd go. I, I, I feel good about it. I'm fine. Uh, another 17% of you said, nope, I'm not going. Forget it. And then the, the maybe group uh, was about 10% said it depends on the safety measures, like keeping uh, uh, you know, every other seat, you know, half capacity, things like that kind of stuff, or maybe a vaccine. So I, I thought that was interesting, Eddie. I mean, looking at that poll, 72%, you know, just over that said that they would go and then the rest would either not go or want to take a wait and see an approach. I was surprised. I, 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 you know, I thought it would be maybe more 60, 40, 50, 50. Um, that's what I thought. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable. I would go. Uh, I think you mentioned you would go too. And we've had other people that have said that too, but are you surprised by these results? I mean, this is, this is a big chunk of people saying if they had a game tomorrow, I would go right now. Oh, yeah, definitely, because, you know, what people have been hearing on the news and what people have been hearing discussed, you know, on Facebook or on social media, it, it just, it, it's, it seems like it's blowing a little bit out of proportion, a little bit, so I think people would be more fearful to go, but it was surprising to see how, you know, that number of people that will attend. I was one of those people that would attend. I'm, I probably would have attended that first week that they locked it down if hockey was still available, because that's just me. And when it comes to health stuff, I I don't really care. I do care about my health, but I'm more like it's like hey, if it's gonna happen to me, it's gonna happen to me whether I I go or if I sit here or just go down to the store or whatnot. Now with that, if I did go, I would take precautions uh, with friends or family members that are older that had issues in the past. I'm not gonna go over there right away and go hug them. I'm gonna make sure that. I'm not sick before I go visit them, and if that means not seeing them for a few weeks to make sure I'm 110% good, then so be it. But I, I would still go. Like I, I don't mind. I miss hockey. I love the game. I, I told you guys numerous times I deal with a lot of mental illness problems, so hockey's an escape for me, and I like it. And and, and a lot of a lot of fans and a lot of people I, I spoke with feel the same way, and they have a lot of issues that that they go through as far you know personal stuff, work, things at home. And when they go to a game and we just shoot the shit at the game, they're watching it, it's fun. Even if the Ducks play bad and we go during the intermissions and we're bitching how bad they play, they're still away from reality for those few hours. And I think people need that. It's not It's not easy being at home. Like I mentioned, like, yeah, we may not be sick, but we're not doing well. And when, you know, I know a lot of people can agree when you're sitting at home and your walls are getting smaller, your bed's shrinking, everything just closing in. It's like, okay, it's time for, to get out and do something, get your mind 
out of what you know what you're thinking i think it's just the the biggest problem with people that have mental illness like myself it's just your mind gets the best of you and you have to get that that escape so yeah i i definitely would go and it was surprising to see that that number but i understand that and i i i would like to see that number if we can figure that out which which we won't ask but i want to see out of that 70 how many people that are dealing with mental illnesses and that's probably the reason why they chose to yeah if if the hockey started today or tomorrow they'd go because you know, it's worth it. It's worth just getting their mind better. Just that, that few hours resets your mind and you feel like a, a better person and you're, you're happier. That's the most important thing is everyone's happiness. Yeah, and I, and I think part of that depends on the person, right? So like me, I, I've been in the legal public service type thing for 20 years. I've been exposed to people that are homeless, drug addicts, mentally ill, all that. I used to get uh, really sick uh, when I first started because I, I go to jails and hospitals and all these things all the time, and I still do, and I'm around people all the time. Um, but I haven't seriously been sick in probably over a decade uh, since being at my, uh, you know, in the different jobs that I've had over these last uh, 20 years. Um, the way things go, and that, and that's kind of how people in the medical field or the first responder field, you can talk to them. They they've been around stuff for a while. And we develop immunities and things like that. But with that said, and some of the people mentioned this in Facebook, and I've seen other people, uh, you know, in our poll, but also in social media in general, uh, it, there's, it also depends on the situation. So, for example, if I had a small child, which I don't, but if I did, I wouldn't take them to the game because I know that their immune system isn't anywhere near the level of mine. So I understand that. Um, my mom, you know, God bless her soul. As you all know, she passed away. On New Year's Eve, uh, when I was at the Ducks uh, Knights game, she had a compromised uh, immune system and a lot of other health issues. I would not take her to a game, given this situation. I don't, and I know she wouldn't want to go either, given all her stuff. So, it really comes down to the situation of what's going on with each person. I think it's an individual decision. It's a it's a happiness decision, like Eddie said too. It's also a you know a comfortability type thing. You know, are you comfortable with going? Uh, type of thing. So. I, you know, it, that's what it really breaks down to. I just thought it was interesting. I, you know, a lot of you were like, yeah, let's do this. So, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean yeah. it's positive, you know, Eddie? <laughs> yeah, you know what? And and everyone that voted yes, you are not wrong. The people that voted no, you, you are not wrong. People that said you, you'd rather wait for a vaccine, you are not wrong either. There's no r- right or wrong answer to this exactly. thing. Exactly. Personal preference. And, and I respect whatever you, you think and, and your opinion. I value that. I love having everyone's different opinion I, I would hate for everyone to agree with me and and think like i like i think I, that would just annoy me it would just it wouldn't be fun but like yeah it just i respect everyone's opinion on it it's just we all have reasons why we would do things and definitely like if we did choose that i i i, I want to believe everyone that said yes they would go to a game they would take some precautions not to you know make sure they're safe around other people after that so exactly. i just i want to throw out there on people getting upset saying oh well then you know they're all about just going to games and do no no I, i've been following the rules you know i've been wearing my mask and and following the rules that that are out there but i just throwing my opinion out and there's no like i said there's no right or wrong answer and everyone's entitled to their opinion and i feel everyone that gave their opinion is right and and, and you know right in, in their own opinion all of us so just want to make sure everyone knows that and throws that out there and two yeah, I mean that exactly, and that's that's what I was saying too. Is like my situation's unique. I've been exposed to a whole bunch of stuff in the last twenty years, 
through my job. Eddie's been exposed to a whole bunch of stuff in his military thing. So we've been through different things where our immune systems are stronger than probably normal Joe Blow that has not worked in the in, in first responder uh, medical military type situations. But given that, we, we know that all of you listening, not everybody's the same. Everybody's got different things going on. We totally get that. And, and and whatever answer you put, it's not right or wrong. I was just surprised to see more said that they would go than not. I, I thought it was going to be the other way or, or more even. So yeah, not right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just like, that. that's good because at least people uh, are, are positive. They feel more comfortable than what I thought. I thought there'd be more negative. But but again, it's an individual choice. If if you have a you know a compromised immune system, if you're older, you have small kids. If I was in any of those situations, like I said, I wouldn't take my mom if she was still alive. There's no way in hell I would do that. So I totally get it. I, me myself, yes, I would go. But I also would take precautions too, you know. And that, and that's what I do. When I go to the grocery store, I, I do wear my mask. I don't go in there like an like an a hole, like screw all you people, you know. I still think about those things too. So as Eddie mentioned, just to kind of piggyback on that, you're not wrong or right. On that decision it's all about your comfort level what you know about your body and your immunity and that and that's where it's at i i just was happy that i saw more people that that were thinking positive so that that was good but um the next big thing is the draft right so everyone's like okay you know we talked about the last show uh that they were talking about let's do the draft they wanted to push it uh before the season they put out a memo uh in the first week of may it sounded like oh yeah the draft was going to come uh, I told Eddie, let's wait on the podcast. We, we, we were going to maybe do one the week back, but then I wanted to see what they were going to say. It sounded like a decision was going to come. And then, of course, nothing happened. <laughs> so all, all well for that. So we we're like, okay, let's do our show. <laughs> so that's why this show is kind of a little bit delayed. I mean, there's your, your secret about why we didn't do the show so quickly. But anyways, they sent out that memo. They uh, addressed some of the things that I talked about in it. And then they also proposed another uh, lottery scenario, which I'll just briefly touch on because I know some of you got confused from my article I wrote because there's a lot of math and a lot of craziness. So we'll break that down shortly for you. But this, where it is now, they have, you know, at the time of us recording this, like I said, right, fluid situations could change. Um, they have not decided yet. We, th- we thought they were going to, to pick June. We don't know yet. It, it could be something that they wait till later in summer. Some of the issues that we talked about, they brought up, and they talked about trades involving conditional picks. So on that part that they discussed, they said that they had answers for the teams involved in those. They, If they were to move forward, they would give them, hey, this is your choice, how to fix this. Or you and your other team, you know, the two teams can get together, discuss this for a week, try and figure it out. So there was that. As far as the trades, the trades was up in the air. Um, they, they still... We're kind of putting those on hold because if the league plays after, you can't really move rostered players around players on, on, on different squads, you know, or they might just do draft picks between, uh, you know, this draft or future draft, something like that, or nothing. So the, the trades wasn't really fully figured out. It's c- kind of more like put on hold if they were to do it, which I don't like that because I think it takes out the fun. Um, another idea that some people propose is that they make the trade and if they play after uh, this uh, draft t- would take place, then to have the trades go into effect after the season's done. That's another one. But that's kind of weird to me because then it's like you're traded to this team, but you're not on the team to after the season. And like, what if that team goes and wins the Stanley Cup? I mean, I don't know. Kind of kind of creates a weird scenario. And then they also talked about the draft lottery. 
and basically that they didn't want to have all the craziness of the draft lottery. They didn't want to have the top uh, three spots open to everybody in the draft lottery. They just wanted to have one winner, which I think that's kind of boring too. I don't really like that as well. I, I like the fact that you have half the league is in the draft lot lottery and half of the league can get first, second, or third. Under the new system, only one person would win and move up uh, and i'll go into a little bit more details about that in a minute but what do you think eddie i mean it, it, we talked about the draft before we kind of said we didn't like it but what do you think about this thing if they they were able to work out the conditional picks they kind of had the order locked down regardless of what happens if there's a, a playoff after or not uh what, what do you what kind of what's your take i mean it's a, l- a little bit of an update on the draft uh, you know I, to solve some of the problems but it doesn't really solve everything if I were some teams that have like there's like some conditions going out there uh, like Edmonton, Calgary with the Lucic and the Neal trade, uh, I know Arizona and New Jersey with theirs, I'd be pissed off. I'd be freaking <laughs> out if I was a fan. The Ducks don't really have that problem, so it's not really that bad. It's just it, it's a bunch of craziness. And like you said, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things to figure out. More math than I, than I need to. To process it like I'm done with math. I took my stats, I passed, so I'm like, <laughs> out of that, 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 that area right there. Um, is you know, as long as the Ducks get a top five or better, I'm happy. There's a ton of, of talent in that, that top five spot. You have a uh, you know, Thomas and our new writer Logan that they've been writing about that, and they both write about you know, the prospects. And there's some really good high end prospects. Uh, coming five or better. Now, if Ducks get one, that'd be awesome. They get top three, that'd be cool. It's top five is it's still great. So, I mean, it, you know, for, for a Ducks fan, you don't really have to worry. We're, we're still going to get something decent for that. Like all other teams with those 15s that have teams that have conditionals that some are bigger than others, that's where it's going to get tricky. That's where it's going to get screwy. And it's, it's, it sucks. And I feel bad for whoever in the league has to figure out that. Because you're not going to make everyone happy. Someone's going to feel cheated. Uh, fans are going to say, you know, the, the the whole league's against them. And it, it's going to work out that way. It's just There's going to be a group of people that are going to be upset and a group of fan, uh, fan base that's going to be upset. But, you know, as long as the Ducks just get that top five, our, you know, our, our pick are better, then I'm all happy with that. And as far as everybody else, <laughs> well, good luck. I'm glad I'm not, uh, you know, rooting for your team. Yeah, because you're right. The Ducks don't have that issue. But these other teams that are involved in these 15 trades with the conditional picks, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you have to go back and tell them. I mean, some of these trades, it, it's a matter of, you know, are you going to get a second pick? Are you going to get a third pick? I mean, what are you, you going to get? Now you got to try and figure this out. I think that's tough. I, and I mean, yeah, it's only 15 trades like some of the sports writers have been saying. But I mean, that's still that's 15 trades that these teams. Yeah, I mean, these teams got to figure this out. And now they're forced to like. Well, should I give him this high of a pick, or you know, should I should we drop it down, or you know, should I give him some other player? I mean, they're gonna have to try and figure this stuff out. I think it's a big mess, honestly, in my opinion. I still think, you know, that they should decide on on getting the season done first, Eddie. Don't forget about uh, Seattle, right? They're included in this uh, this draft coming up. That's correct, right? Next time, next time. Oh, next. Okay, never mind. I, I'm thinking time. ahead. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm sorry. I, I, my bad. I'm trying to get out of 2020 because I'm so tired of it. <laughs> I think we're all trying to get out of 2020. <laughs> yeah. But right, right. Ne- next, next time, next time around, they're 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 still out another year. So, um, but it's still there's still all this stuff that's trying to go on. They're trying to figure this this stuff out. And in terms of a Ducks fan, it's not a big deal. So this is kind of what the Ducks are looking at. If they went with the current system, 
the Ducks could get first, second, third, or they can get fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. That's under if they just ran it the normal course, didn't do any changes. If they go with this new system, the Ducks could still have a chance of getting number one, but they could not get second or third, and they uh, would get fifth or sixth as the other option, but they wouldn't drop as low as seventh or eighth. So it's a little bit of a trade-off under the new system. They can't get second or third, but they can't go down to seventh and eighth. They'd either be one, five, or six. That's just the way the rules work out. I'm not going to go into all this craziness because I know I'll blow your brains up over this, but that that's where it's at. The top five teams pretty much are locked down where they're at. You've got Detroit, number one. You've got Ottawa at second and third. They got a, uh, one of those picks from San Jose. Kings are fourth. Ducks are fifth. So the way it would work is, you know, if one of those teams got picked, then there'd be a little bit of shuffling around, not a whole lot. Or if another team passed the Ducks, moved up above them, one of them could possibly move down. That's why uh, when they talked about the top five teams, how they could all move down a slot. That's what they're talking about. Um, if you have more questions, you can ask me. I know when I wrote the article, people started bombarding me like, well, what's this and what's that? And I get it. it it's confusing the way that the new proposal is. And it's not even for sure. So I'm okay with it. I mean, the, the, under the new system, the Ducks would still have a chance at number one. And they couldn't go any lower than number six. So I'm fine with that. So that's kind of where it's at. They're still deciding on it. I, I was hoping that we would do this podcast and be talking about, hey, here comes the draft. And this is what's going to be, why we like it or not. That might be the next podcast. I don't know. We kind of <laughs> just kind of hanging and waiting to see what was going to go on. But these are kind of the latest things that they're talking about and where it's at right now. Hopefully they decide soon. It sounded like they were all geared up to do it and then they kind of put the brakes on it. So, um, all right. So now outside the league stuff kind of moving on. A little bit of Ducks news in the last couple of weeks, right? They signed four players during... Uh, our, you know, between our last podcast, they had Sam Carrick, Christian Juice, Brendan Gooley, and Yanni Hakapa were all signed. I'll just go over the deals real, real briefly. Uh, not too much discussion on this, but Carrick was a one-year, one-way deal worth uh, seven hundred thousand. Uh, Juice, one-year, one-way worth one million. Uh, Gooley was the one that got two years out of this. Uh, 700,000 next season, then 900,000 in the following season. And then uh, uh, Jakopa got also a one-year deal uh, one way, uh, 750,000. Um, the only thing that really kind of came up out of this is some people asked is that they noticed some, there were some lower salaries in here. Juice and Hakapa took a little bit less money. Um, Carrick and Gouli, not so much. They either got the same or a little bit uh, higher. Um, but people asked about that, and I guess the, the big part of this, I guess, really is just the salary cap. Because of the whole COVID thing and everything, nobody knows. Uh, the cap is supposed to stay the same, but there's a fear because, as we alluded to in the other show, you can really talk about uh, the loss of money. As we said, that the league was looking to lose a billion dollars if they did not finish this season out in the playoffs and whatnot. And that's why they want to at least do something to finish it, get some of those TV ads, media, and all that kind of stuff to get some of the money back. So uh, they may have taken a little bit less because of that, because there's uncertainty in the market uh, as far as what kind of revenue that the league is going to bring in. We really went into depth on that. I'm not going to cover it again on the show, but that was on the last show if you want to hear about that. We talked about the player salaries and all the issues and things like that. So um, as far as bringing these guys back, I'm not really surprised, Eddie. Um, I thought Carrick would come back. I mean, he's been pretty much you know mainly with the goals. He's come up with the Ducks a little bit. Um, we liked Juice as soon as he came over. Um, Hakapa played very, very well in his couple games when he came up. He looked pretty good. Uh, Gooley's been kind of up and down. I, I, you know, he's kind of for me. He's probably the biggest question mark out of this group. 
Um, but the Ducks still have a lot of players to sign, as I talked about in the articles. There's a lot of defensemen out there that, that they still got to figure out. There's a lot of forwards out there, mostly smaller contracts, as we talked about. Not not a whole lot of big deals uh, that, that need to be worked out. But uh, what are your thoughts on the Ducks uh, bringing these four guys back? Oh, perfect. I, I, as expected, they, they should have brought all of them back, especially Carrick. He he was captain of the goals, and I think he's doing a fine job down there. I liked him when he came up with the Ducks. He just had a lot of hustle in his game. Uh, Gooley's one of those players that, the, yeah, he said the biggest question mark is because we have a lot of expectation, high expectations for him to fill into a top uh, top four defenseman. So he has, you know, that I guess that bridge two-year contract, whatever you want to call it, to kind of prove himself if he wants to get that higher contract and actually, you know, step up his game and, and start sliding into that top four role. He's going to have some competition, though, because Juice played really well, and I can see him, you know, stealing that, 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 that role, too. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think these were all fair deals. You know, they're not breaking the bank, and I think they all signed for fair term and fair deal. So it's a, a good job for the Ducks. As of right now, you know, I think they're, they're both equal. Now, if if one of these players or these players, you know, go up and have great seasons, and I think the Ducks came out big winners, but I doubt any of these players are going to go and play below what they signed for. So it's, that's going to be a win regardless for the Ducks. Yeah, and I agree 100%. I think bringing all these guys on, they're not long-term deals. They don't cost a lot. I'm, I'm happy with all these deals. So, And I think you're right. I think Juice is going to give Gooley definitely a run for his money. He's been used a lot on special teams, and I liked what I saw. Uh, I mean, he got kind of overused a little bit, obviously, because of a lot of the injuries that the Ducks had, but I, I liked what I saw. So overall, I think it's good. There should be more signings coming this way. There's a lot more uh, UFAs and RFAs that the Ducks need to sign. I, I'm not going to go into all of them, but I, I put them all in the article um, you can also go on Cat Friendly. That's the best place to go look for all the updated information. They're all listed on there, um, you know, and, and you can check them all out. A lot of them, more of the smaller type deals and whatnot. So um, check that out. But that's all that really happened with the Ducks uh, lately. I mean, a little bit of stuff, some news, so some you know, some good stuff. Um, another thing that came up and we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, uh, trying to keep you guys entertained, has been our Jersey Madness stuff. Uh, Eddie's done a couple articles. We had Ronald Ray. He uh, cranked out like a whole bunch of designs. Uh, we had another uh, member, Timu. He had one that he threw in there. We had a whole bunch of other people throwing designs. Eddie went and found some other designs. We've been kind of the last couple of Mondays doing this Jersey, you know, Monday Madness type thing. Um, it's been all over the place. We uh, also had a fan question about it from uh, Kristen Miranda 509 on Instagram uh, asking about what's our favorite Ducks jersey and our least favorite Ducks jersey. Um, I, I don't know if you want to include these uh the, the ones in the article eddie i know we will talk about them here and we will throw them up on the audiograms as we did before so you can kind of see them um that way you're not like well what are they talking about which jersey is what but um uh, as far as that question what do you i guess what's your favorite and least favorite ducks jersey that they currently have and then if i guess if you want to talk about some of these other ones that have been thrown in those articles that you did yeah, well, my favorite still that 2003, uh, that black and kind of eggplant color one where it said Anaheim Mighty Ducks on it. That that one's so unique, and that's probably like, you know, one of my all-time favorites for the Ducks. My least favorite one would be those Nike alternates. They did the home and away versions uh, that one season. I didn't like those at all. I bought recently a replica one uh, from eBay. I only paid like 50-something bucks for it. It wasn't that bad. It, it's still like... The quality of jersey for replica looks really good. Uh, it's a few stains on it, but you know, 
for the money, it's good. I can always just take it to the cleaners, have it cleaned up. But it was a good pickup from eBay. I'm usually really, you know, I, I'm real picky on jerseys now, on which uh, what kind of jerseys I buy. But I didn't have this one, and it's not something I'm going to wear often and like to wear because it wasn't, you know, like one of my favorite jerseys. But it was a good just to add my collection. Um, as far as the, uh, the concept ones, too, Ronald's, uh, his Mighty Ducks inspired one. And like Mike said, we're going to put this up as we're talking about it on our audiogram so you know exactly one. But I liked Ronald's, I think, the best. Um, it was uh, between Ronald's and Lucas's jersey. And it, it, they were both hard. Uh, I could throw in that uh, the, the KP8 one, too. But I, I want to go back to the Ronald one. Um, I think the one that he made was my favorite. It had that old school, of course, the old school Mighty Ducks logo that we've been wanting. It was black, but it had some of the green uh, striping and then like the bottom and the shoulders had like that the eggplant color. And he also included that uh, that old school Mighty Duck, that one that looked like has like an attitude kind of uh, on the, the shoulders of it. And I think it came out really clean. And like I said, well, once we're talking about this, we'll go ahead and throw it up. But that's going to be my favorite concept. My least favorite ones, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you know to the artist at all, but I don't like these color rush ones, the the bright orange and you know bright green ones. They're just not doing it for me. I do like like what they're doing with the as far as the striping and things like that. I just don't like the colors at all. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'll start with the concept ones. Uh, I'm I liked Ronald's same one that you talked about. The, the black with the Mighty Ducks logo. That was my favorite one as well. And then I like Lucas's uh, purple one with the Mighty Ducks logo. I, I thought, to me, ah, it's just tough. It's it's between those two. That's Those are the ones I really like. And I really think that the Ducks could use as a third jersey. I think it would be awesome that they could do uh, either one. Whether they went black or they went purple with the Mighty Ducks logo for the third jersey, uh, I think would be fantastic. And I'm with you. The Color Rush ones... No disrespect to those guys. I thought the designs were great. I just thought the orange and the green kind of classed too much for me. That was just, it just wasn't necessarily as appealing to the eye, but I liked the overall designs. I liked the stripes, like you said, and the layout and the way everything looked. I, I just, I don't know. The orange was against that green was a little bit too awkward for me. I think it's better if you do the orange and the black. Or you do the the you know teal slash purple with uh, you know the green and white from the original. However, you're going to look at it that way. So I'm with you on that. As far as ducks jerseys, my favorite one still. Uh, one of my don't my, answer. Wait, wait, wait yes. don't answer that. Let me guess. The wild wing one. <laughs> if I know you the best, yes, right? That that yes. that that. <laughs> yeah, everyone laughs, and I always crack up about that one because. Some people really hate that jersey, and some people really love it. And I always crack up. I, I, I always thought that was, you know, um, a great jersey. I mean, at the time, everybody was like, oh, my God, I hate this Wild Winger jersey. Remember, the Kings had the Burger King one. People hated that one. The Bruins had the one with, like, the bear on it. They, everyone hated all those jerseys when they came out at the time. But it's so funny. Now everybody wants to get one. They're like, oh, where can I get those retro jerseys? So... I, I that's just one of mine that I, I like. You remember I posted that photo of us at the game wearing it. I've got a couple of them. I've got one that's a Solani one too. So I, I always laugh because that one's just so unique. There's just nothing like it. And I know people are like, oh, it's a pajama. Oh, it's wild wing on there. You know, that's dumb. It looks like you know kids jersey. I don't really care. I think it's I think it's unique, and that's why I like it. It's not like any other jersey out there. It doesn't have the Mighty Duck logo on the chest. It doesn't have the Web D. It has nothing. 
It just has Wild Wing jumping out of the ice. I, I just, to me, it was cool because it's different. And it, it's so hard to find too now. You yes. can't find that jersey. I, yes. I had one that I had on eBay that I saw. The cheapest I saw uh, for like the old school one was like four ninety five. Yes. And I was like, I, I thought about getting it, but I was like, well, do I want to spend my money? So I was like, I'll save it. I'll save my money and see if it's still there. It's gone. It's gone. And then now the only ones that the old school ones I can find are like twelve hundred plus. I think there's one on eBay for six hundred dollars, but it has the the I guess. The new version Adidas, which I don't want, the Adidas version. If I'm gonna pay, you know, that much money for it, especially money I've been saving, then I want the old school kind of look. But I can't find that jersey anywhere. I think I have to go to one of those like China websites just to buy one, just to have it. Probably not gonna wear it, but I just, I don't know. It's really hard to find. And like you said, Mike, I bet you when that when that jersey first came out, people hated on it. Now everyone wants it. It just so popular and it looks it looks it looks good it's it's a great jersey with wild wing it's so good that the uh, the colorado avalanche tried to copy a, a hat version with yes. their mascot coming out <laughs> it, that was funny and then uh i know the ducks wild wing account asked you know where that came from We're like hey well it came from the avalanche mission site <laughs> it's not on there anymore so i don't know if they 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 had a talk or something but it was a blatant like ripoff of the wild wing one. Oh yeah i remember that that was, that was pretty funny when you saw it you're like hey look at this hat and i'm like wait a second because the ducks have uh, you know made a hat similar to that jersey too and we were like hmm but you're right that jersey is very hard to get i i spent like 400 something dollars on it back like several years ago to get it off ebay because um as a lot of you know i'm a jersey nut i have every single ducks jersey that they've ever worn like even the, the orange stadium series which is another one of my favorite ones i, I have them all um, that was the only one that I didn't have, and I was like, "Screw it, I want to pay for it." I'm glad I did because, like Eddie said, it's so hard to find it for you know anything less than that. And even even 400, I thought was stupid to pay. But um, yeah, that's one of my favorites, the uh, the Orange Stadium series. I also like the one that Eddie talked about, where it had Anaheim on the front, where it was black with the purple line. Uh, again, the reason it being is that one's different. It's not just one that has the Web D or the Mighty Ducks logo on, uh, on it. And that one's also hard to find, too. So that, that's another one I agree with you. My favorite. And as far as, you know, the only one I really don't like, um, you kind of touched on it, were those alternate jerseys they had in the 90s. The one that you got off eBay is the one I do like. I like the one that's white and then has, like, the green and the purple on the sleeves. I don't like the other one. It's, it looks like a Sharks jersey almost. It's like it, it's more teal than anything with the Mighty Ducks logo. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I have it. It's just, I never wear it because it just looks weird. I, I don't like that one. I thought the, the other one was okay. So that's kind of where I'm at with the jerseys. And it's fun. You know, you guys have all had a lot of blast with that. Um, looking at the different articles that Eddie put together with all of them. He's been doing the fan polls where you guys are going on there and voting for the best uh, alternate jersey, right? And I know some of you are having a hard time with it because we're putting some of the good ones against the good ones and some of the not-so-good against the others, and you guys are getting all cray-cray, but it's been fun. And I think, Eddie, you're gonna you're still going to have some kind of little bracket thing, are, are you not, to finish oh, it off? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not even done yet. Now, I'm putting, you know, you guys voted... I, I guess you guys voted for you know graphic designers against their work. Now we're gonna put their work against other people's work, and we're gonna have one big old bracket and see who comes out top. And I, I'm thinking too, I'm like you know whoever wins, like sending that graphic designer like a gift card somewhere, um, Bevmo or whatever. I'll, I'll hit them up and send them a gift card too, just you know for their hard work and 
and and them not having an issue with us using their designs. Obviously, we're st we're giving credit to their work. We're, you're not going to post crap and and not give them credit. We're not like that. But it, it, it's going to be really fun to see what the fans pick as their favorite. Um, and, and they've been having a blast already the last two weeks. I didn't do it this week. I wanted to go ahead and talk about it more and talk about the other designs that we have for the that that part two of it. So starting Monday, we'll we'll, we'll start putting the bracket together, and you guys can go vote. And it's going to be really fun to see who you guys vote for. Yeah, it's it's been it's been fun. I've been cracking up at the comments. Some people are like, "Oh, this jersey's terrible," and other people are like, "Yes, take my money. I want this as the new jersey." Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so moving along, got a couple more uh, fan questions and things to discuss uh, during this middle segment where we're talking about the ducks. We had uh, Shredden thirty seven uh, on IG. He talked about uh, Nick Delorier and why is he such a bad ass. Which I thought was hilarious because Eddie and I talk about him all the time. So why is he a badass, Eddie? He's a badass mofo. <laughs> I, I think his mentality, uh, he has that putting the team first mentality. He sticks it for his teammates. He, he, he puts in 110% on each shift that he does. It's not just all about him throwing gloves and fighting, which is a main part of it this season. But he does all those little things. He gets in those dirty areas. The sandpaper kind of guy creates... The, the more space opportunity he isn't shy away from the big hits he gets in front of the net he just he just does everything for the team and of course you want to just add that superior fighting skill a couple with you know it makes him like the ultimate badass if he's someone in the bar and he's hitting on a girl that i'm with you know what i'm not gonna say anything to him like <laughs> bro if she says yes then i'm just gonna go and order a drink and ghost it over there i don't feel like getting my ass kicked that bad today but no i, I think just <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's funny. <laughs> I think this is mainly his style of play, and I think fans love that for him. And like his mentality is that true? He plays for that that logo in the front of the crest, and then then that one in the back. So, and then him, you know, giving us that blessing to making that shirt. It's even more like you know, you're a badass and you're an awesome, cool guy. That if I was at the bar. If my, you know, if I give you a look, you probably wouldn't try to fight me, knowing you'll beat me up, and you'll just buy buy me a beer, and that's it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we we still have that shirt too. Uh, you know, pretty popular one, the uh, Anaheim Fight Club shirt. So if you want to get that, uh, you could check it out on tpnhockey.com, along with a bunch of other stuff that I'll mention towards the end of the show. But if you want to get one, it's on there. Uh, pretty popular um, shirt, and yes, it is Nick Delorier approved. We did show it to him, and and he uh, liked it. I still got to try to get one to him. It's been with this stupid COVID thing. It's it's you know screwed up everything. But um, I, I agree with you too. My my thing is he's an energy guy, and when I talk about that, you know, some people are, are you know talk about fourth line guys, and there's guys that you know they they play defense, uh, you know, good checkers, or they provide timely scoring. Uh, you know, we we talked about his hat trick. That was the last game that Eddie and I went to the season. Which you know, if it is the last game we go to, at least we went out with a hat trick. Bang! Right, we were really excited about that. But but when I talk about energy, I'm not talking about necessarily a guy that can provide timely scoring or a, a guy that checks people or whatever. The thing with him is it he you know with his fighting and and whatnot. Yes, he leads leads the league in fights. He only lost one this past season. But it seems like most of the time he picks the right moment to either start a fight or do a big check or something like that. And I and I think that's huge because a lot of people don't talk about that. And it's all about reading the game, the flow. Um, there's a lot of momentum in hockey, right? A, a team can be 
killing it for two periods and then the momentum shifts the third period and the team comes back and wins hockey's a big big momentum game right certain shifts um, certain goals certain hits certain fights can can really turn a game around you, you you can see that either on tv or in person and i think in some instances he's done that where uh you know maybe one of the ducks players got roughed up and then you see him go in there and just cream the guy and then then all of a sudden the bench is energized and the ducks come out and go crazy um the game with the hat trick i mean that was a natural hat trick that was just stupid the ducks came out after that first period and then just coasted the rest of the game i mean obviously he only did that that one time but there's just things like that that happen with him i i just for me eddie i think he's just very good at reading momentum and games and he's not just a guy that runs around just hits people to hit people you know what? Yeah, you definitely hit it right there. I, I couldn't agree more with you that that's hitting it right on. And and I can't believe I didn't think of that either. And I, I, I wish I would mentioned that too. He picks the right time, you know, to, to bring that momentum. Like he like he can feel that that you know that whole energy during the game. He can feel when it's going lower and when the Ducks need that pickup. He's not just going out there and doing it at the wrong times. And I think that's really one of those things that. We haven't really seen a lot in players that are like his kind of style. They just sometimes they'll they'll throw a fight to throw a fight, but he picks. I guess he always it seems like the perfect time to, to make a big hit to you know to, to go and drop the gloves at the right time. It's never like okay, why is he dropping the gloves now? It's like oh no, this is exactly why we need fighting in the game. Like he picked the perfect time to drop the gloves, and now the, the whole Ducks bench energized. The fans are going nuts. Even the you know if they're playing away, fans are watching at the bar at home. I bet you, you guys you know jump out of your bed, you jump out of your chair at the bar top watching the fight. Like yeah, it's like the perfect time. Like, he always picks those perfect times to do that, and, and that's what makes him like ultimate badass. And oh, shirt idea, ultimate badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we should have made the shirt. Damn it. No. Um, yes, exactly. No, I mean that's why we think he's the ultimate badass. Um, and, I, and I'm glad the Ducks are going to bring him back. You know, and they they gave him an extension. So. Uh, that kind of leads into the next question. Uh, we had, uh, what is it, Brian Dart on Instagram. He asks about the future of Josh Manson and what, you know, what we think about him playing uh, with the Ducks. You know, he signed through a couple more seasons. Uh, some people kind of criticized him this year because, remember, he got hurt. He came back. He didn't really seem to kind of be the monster that he always was uh, from before. And then he kind of got back into it. Uh, you know, he started hitting some people. There's a famous video that Eddie made <laughs> with some sound uh, of him of him launching himself and knocking some some people out. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I mean, I, I think his future is still pretty good. I mean, if you look at the Ducks' uh, defense, and we've talked about this on a lot of the last podcasts. This has been our concern uh, moving forward next season. Uh, they have Fowler. They have Lindholm. They have Manson, and then after that, you're kind of like, okay, what are we going to do now? What's what's next to come? And we mentioned about how the Ducks had to sign some players. They they signed Juice right this last time around, so they brought him in, which is good. We talked about Hakapa. Um, the other ones that are still up in the air are Larson, Delzato, and Irwin. As we said, we don't know if they're going to bring all of them back. I, I think two out of three. I, you know, that's kind of my feeling right now, but. Um, you know, it, it, with the league being up in the air, it's so hard to tell because we haven't had the draft. We don't know about free agency, all those other kind of things. But I think uh, Josh will stay with the team. I mean, he, he at least got a couple more seasons. Will he get re-signed after that? I don't know. That's a, it's, it's kind of premature, I think. But overall, I think he'll still stay with the team because 
the Ducks really don't have a stay-at-home defenseman outside of him, and they're really short at right-handed defensemen. Um, that's been the problem. And also, of course, he has his no-trade clause. So it's a modified one, but still, he has that in his back pocket too. So I, I think he would stay. They also gave him the A as well this season he was wearing. So I'm pretty confident uh, that he'll be fine next season. I think the injury did shake him up a little bit. You remember that was very, very bad. He couldn't even skate off the ice when that happened. I mean, I was shocked that he came back as soon as he did, to be honest. So overall, I still have a good feeling about Manson. I, I think he's you know a mainstay for the Ducks. Like I said, they're, they're short on on right-handed or uh defenseman and uh you know or uh also uh you know stay stay at home type guy so i you know i think he'll be here at least for a couple more years eddie yeah and i actually want to uh during that injury i do want to give another shout out to the dallas stars fans i believe it was uh we're playing dallas stars uh and we were you know over there in, in texas playing that game but once he was getting helped off the ice, they didn't sit there and laugh. They were just cheering for him, like you know, because he was you know, like 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 stick taps, and they were giving that that respect to him. And I really want to you know give a shout out to their fans and how respectful, because you know, there's been other fans in the past, like LA fans, that were laughing at going on Twitter, calling people a bitch and making fun of him. It's like, you know, I always talk crap. I make fun of players here and there, but I never make fun of a player. Wish someone to get injured like that. That's just that's not my style. I think it's the most like disrespectful thing. So the Dallas Stars fans, when they all clapped for him while he was getting helped off the ice, you know, and clapping in solidarity to- toward him, I think that was like such. It was such a great show of of class from their organization and their fans. So that was that was cool to see. And their players too, stick taps too from the Stars players. So that was pretty cool to see. Um, as far as him with the future, I think he's gonna stay unless you have a team that's gonna, over, you know, significantly overpay because he he really improved last season. He came back to that Josh Manson form, that stay-at-home defense, and that physical play. He was chipping in on, on plays too offensively and creating, you know, opportunities, which I like to see. He he is a, a night and day from the following season to this season with Manson. And then, of course, he you know he, he brings that that leadership ability. Obviously, he's wearing that A, you know, for a reason. You know, the coaching staff and the team thinks that he that that he's a leader on and off the ice, and I, I like that. He he came and he deserved it, and you know, being kind of a, a lower draft pick and what he's become right now. He's you know he, he's one of our top four defensemen. I think he's here to stay. And I'm looking forward to. It. I thought he was going to have a, a, you know, I, I still think he's going to have a rebound uh, coming next season and when the Ducks play again, especially of what I've seen this season. So just look to, you know, Manson that two seasons ago when he played really well. Uh, just look for that and him to have a breakout season. I do want to touch on too, Mike, unless you want to add something about uh, Manson. More to that. No, go ahead. We had another question. Uh, Wolford seven on Instagram. He uh, do you see Raquel having an All Star season again, or you think last uh, th- that last year he peaked? Um, yeah, Raquel kind of uh, dipped uh, this last season. The season before that, he was catching fire. I think with him too, he's gonna find his groove, and and he's gonna you know kind of reach that potential and start you know scoring those goals. Once our, our rookie players, you know. 
they got their their feet wet. They're feeling more comfortable making plays. The, uh, they're getting faster, and they're more comfortable with their skating ability. I think it's going to translate to him getting more scoring opportunities and scoring more goals. You know, last season was more experimental. I think just throwing all that youth in there. It's kind of like mismatch. You know, you really didn't have a really set solid you know line that people were comfortable with. Yeah, he he struggled. He didn't do that bad. He he was starting. To, to do a little better than he did from the start of the season. But, yeah, I, I do think he has potential, and I really do think that he's going to come you know, c- come back to form next season and be kind of like that all-star kind of player and that player that 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 we know he can be. And it's going to be an even better look for the Ducks when they sign him for such a low deal. Yeah, I agree, too. I mean, he, he has that team-friendly deal, too, right? Uh, $3.7 million uh, signed for the next couple seasons. So... I, I'm okay with that. And I think, like Eddie was saying, this last season, regardless of what happens if they finish the playoffs or not, and we've talked about this on the show for the Ducks, uh, it's kind of like an experimental season, right? Uh, if the Ducks don't get into this little playoff format, as we mentioned earlier, if they go with this 12-team conference thing instead of the six-team division idea, I, I'm okay with that. I mean, this season... They didn't deserve to really make the playoffs, as a lot of people have talked about, because they didn't. They were towards the bottom. Uh, They started playing a little bit better towards the end, but still, they weren't there. They had a whole bunch of youth in there. And, of course, you're trying to figure out what to do. You had Dallas Aikens, uh, first, you know, real shot at this in a a while. I mean, there's a lot of variables going on this season. Um, You remember the Ducks are very sick, too. In December, a lot of craziness was going on there. there. There was reports that they possibly had the COVID during that time. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on with this season. So for me, yes, Raquel did not play as well. Uh, that was kind of obvious. But I look for him, too, along with Manson, to bounce back next season and have even better years, like Eddie said. And, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it, it, like Eddie was mentioning, the lines were all jacked up. Things were changed around so much. I think... That's part of the problem because we always talk about chemistry on this show. Uh, as all of you know that you play in the sport, you get together with a couple guys on the line and, and you get in a groove. And, uh, you know, sometimes that that's huge, you know, as opposed to necessarily having a certain guy that, you know, you don't necessarily need on that line. It's it's all about those three guys and, and how they interact when they're attacking and moving with the puck. So I think that's part of the key, too. They'll try and figure that out uh, in the offseason. Um, hopefully, uh, like we said, I don't. I don't think they'll have a playoff unless they, you know, change up the system somehow. But I, I look for him to rebound. I, I, I think he had a little bit of a rough go of it to begin, start to heat back up. So I, I think he'll respond to Eddie. I, I think he's another one to watch next season as well. So um, you know, there's a couple of player questions you guys asked. We got a couple more that uh, I'll, I'll address right now, and then we got a really, uh, really fun one that Eddie did on social media, and you guys all went nuts. I'll save that fan question last because we're going to talk a lot about that. But I've got a couple more here that you guys asked about. We've kind of talked about some of these two, but they're draft questions. And even though we don't know what the hell's going on with the draft, we still like to talk about them. We had Katrina asked us about um, you know, the unrestricted free agents. Who would Eddie and I try and pick up? And I like this question because she says... Ignoring the salary cap. I'm like, yes, you're giving me a, a green light. I can say what I want and who I want, which we've kind of talked about. But Eddie and I have kept harping on the defense, and that's what we've said. We want to you know, increase the defense, increase the defense. Um, we talked about how the Ducks tried to make some trades earlier in the season, right? They were trying to pick up different people and do different things. They didn't work out uh, and whatnot. So for me, and I know Eddie agrees because we already talked about this before the show, but I'll just throw them out there. 
because money doesn't matter, we would go with Alex Petrangelo. That's our that's our number one guy, right, Eddie? Yeah, Petchy was my number one pick. I, he's the kind of player that will make defense players, defensive players around him, a little better and make the team better. He's one of those players that just. He, he he does everything for his team. He he plays that two way kind of style of defense, and I think he would solidify like a number one spot. I think he has a few more left, a few 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 more years of elite hockey left in him, and he brings you know having that that cup experience too with them. So he's one player I would love to see for the Ducks, especially when you know salary cap doesn't matter. Let's go balls out. <laughs> go ahead and overpay for him and bring him on and let him help the team. Yeah, and that's also what Larry asked about. You know, what position do we need? What free agent? It kind of goes the same question. But again, that that's hey, if we you know go salary cap balls out, it doesn't matter. Uh, I would go defense now. Even with the salary cap, we've talked about you know Kessler not coming back and Eves and all these other things. Miller's up in the air, all the other kind of stuff. We talked about how the Ducks will have extra money coming up. Uh, you know, whenever this free agency is decided. So for us. We've just talked about defense, right? That's been our big thing because, you know, you got Fowler, Lindholm, Manson, and after that, it's like, okay, remember the Ducks used to have all kinds of loaded defensemen, right? And, and different circumstances happen with trades and things and the expansion draft of Vegas, all that other kind of crap. So that that's our pick. That's what we're looking at to kind of answer those two questions. Um, and it's just going to depend on what are the Ducks going to spend, really. Uh, that's what we're looking at, regardless if it's defense, offense, whatever they go for. So we'll see uh, what happens when that time comes. Um, one other question too we had Alex kind of an interesting question he asked us about the entertainment that the Ducks do during the games and like if they should change anything do anything different you know make it however they want to do it and I, I always talk to Phil Hewitt about this too because I, I noticed certain things um, that we see like when when the Ducks play the Kings they'll they'll do funny things to make fun of Cartman and things like that and they'll poke fun at the Kings but I think part of it is they don't necessarily poke fun at other teams or other fans so much, Eddie. I, I think we kind of, we, again, we talked about this before the show. Uh, I think that's what you kind of think is lacking is, is maybe a little bit more humor and some of stuff. I mean, they've done some of the dance things uh, on, on uh, TV or on the, on the big screen there, right? And those are pretty funny. They've had some people on there and things like that. But not so much like, um, I don't want to say attack, but, you know, poking fun at other teams or their fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, flirt with that line, borderline thing. I, I go back and look at. I'm mentioning Dallas again. Uh, I think they were playing. I'm not sure what team they were playing, but they said they had a uh, two couple. They had a Blackhawks jersey on, and they made fun of them, saying, "Who comes to a uh, Dallas Stars?" And I think it was St. Louis Blues game wearing Blackhawk sweaters. It's like they weren't being disrespectful. They were just, you know, making feel like a friendly, you know, a friendly like a joke. I, I think the Ducks should do a little bit more of that and, and kind of mess around with the teams and go at it a little bit because there's a lot of teams that are really funny on on, uh, on Twitter. Um, uh, there's the you have the Kings that don't hold back. They make fun of all the teams. I go to a few Kings games because I get tickets there, and they make fun of all the teams and they don't hold back, and, and they kind of flirt with that line, which is kind of funny. Um, you have Philadelphia. You have Gritty spraying that crap everywhere on people and different fans. <laughs> and I'm, I'm pretty sure he gets permission before he does that. But more interactions like that are funny. It gets the crowd involved. It's like, okay, what's going on? Sometimes they get a little bit predictable on what they're doing uh, as far as you know as what's going on on the screen. So it's like, okay, I, I know this is coming next. If you go to a few games uh, often per season, they should change it up. Keep fans geared. Keep fans entertained. 
like you know like during the intermissions do something different uh, I think Sammy's doing a good job uh, what he's doing in, in the end host arena he gets fans excited he's, he's always energetic I do like uh, Jojo too both of them uh, have been doing a, uh, this online live Instagram they're killing it and together they just seem to they have chemistry together if uh, put both of them more on the jumbo uh, uh, screen and have them like host games on, on the jumbotron or do more things on the jumbotron too, uh, you know that's always fun to see them, especially what they've been doing on Instagram Live. But um, yeah, I just want the ducks to kind of like I guess I guess flirt with that line, Mike, a little bit more. Like if you see a, a Blackhawks jersey, which you see in every arena, uh, I know that. Facebook page NHL Talk. They always post, you know, Blackhawks fans and their jerseys when the Blackhawks aren't even playing in that arena or even in that day. They just always like to, you know, to be everywhere. But like, find like a, you know, make a joke like, "Hey, where's Waldo?" But hey, where's the Blackhawks fan? Oh, there he is! And just, you know, you know, just do something fun like that. If it gets someone upset, they can always apologize about it, and that's it. But you know, you're a hockey fan, have thick skin. If you can't handle it. Then don't wear your Blackhawks jersey or, or whatever jersey you're wearing to a, a team that's not playing uh, arena or uh, your team's not even playing that day. But that's one thing I like to see more of the Ducks do. Just kind of flirt with that line a little bit and make it more entertaining for the fans and make people, you know, get back into it. I, I you know, one thing I do, I do like uh, them playing NWA. Like, I feel more like a gangster in Anaheim. <laughs> like, like, I almost feel like, okay, maybe it's the Los Angeles Anaheim Ducks of Anaheim or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I, you know, Phil cracks, you know, because he always has the good music in it. He's always getting more uh, alternative and heavy metal type stuff, which is what I like. So I, I'm always good in the music. But I'm with you. If the Ducks are playing some team that's not L.A., and a, and a fan shows up in a Kings jersey, I think they should definitely make fun of them, you know? Like, rip, rip them a new one, you know? Like, I don't... I don't go to Staples. Well, I never go to Staples Center anyways. I've only gone once, and I think I've discussed that story, bad memory. But I, I don't go there. And if I did, if it was the Kings playing another team that wasn't the Ducks, I wouldn't wear my Ducks jersey. Like, I'm like, hello, I know I'd be a target on my back, and it's they're playing someone else. So I feel like they come here, and it's like no big deal. You know, it's like... It'd be kind of funny to poke fun, especially like a, a Kings or a Sharks fan showing up to a game where the Ducks are playing some other team. So I, I'm with you on that. But we'll see. We'll see if they try and uh, spice it up next season maybe a little bit. Uh, they're getting better. Yes. Like they're, uh, Ducks on social media, they've been a lot more active and, and funnier. Especially yes. that Wildwind account. That Wildwind account too, whoever's running that, they're doing a good job running that account. And um, yeah, I think they're they're treading in the right direction. It's just I want to see a little bit more of it. I think, like I said, you know, if you're a fan of hockey, nine times out of ten you have thick skin. If you don't, then you're probably not a fan of hockey. You're just, you know, you know, you're just going somewhere because your friend does it or something like that. But you know, everyone at a hockey game has fun. Yeah, I see Kings fans you know, that wear their jerseys and the Kings aren't even playing. I'll go and say something. And they'll just laugh and we'll just have a good time. We'll laugh about it. I've never had anyone get that upset minus those people uh in, in denver over there with the, the wild that's why i don't like that team but <laughs> like other than that like like everyone's just there to have a good time and they're you know friendly yeah you do have those occasionally one percent bad apples but for the most part like i said nine times out of ten everyone's just wanting to have fun and if they can get on a jumbotron and you know, make them infamous then we will love that too yeah, exactly. And I, and I think you're right. I mean, as far as social media, they've been doing really good. Yeah, uh, JoJo and Sammy have been killing it on uh, Instagram. They've been blowing that stuff up. 
I think the Ducks have done, you know, uh, doing a lot of good stuff too on Twitter and Facebook. They've been really, uh, you know, out there and they've been doing their own little interactive things as well. So I, I think they've been doing a great job. And like you said, they're trending in the right direction. So the the last kind of topic, I guess, before we talk about some of the league news, this one was kind of a big one. Eddie made this up on his own, and I thought this was a <laughs> extremely difficult question. Uh, we saw uh, on the Facebook page uh, for Paul Correa. Uh, uh, Chef Joel, he's on there. He 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 runs it, I believe, with someone else. They had a photo of Paul Correa holding the Stanley Cup in a Ducks jersey. You know, what if he would have won and all this kind of stuff? So Eddie looked at it and Eddie was like, "Hmm, let me come up with this question." And a lot of you saw it, and, and man, it got so much debate going on social media. Was whether or not you would choose the Ducks to be the 2003 champs or the 2007 champs. And uh, it was crazy. A lot of people were like, oh, 2003, you know, I want Paul Correa to be a champ. And other people were like, no, 2007, because I want Tame Solani. And uh, it was pretty interesting. And I'll, I'll let Eddie talk about it. And, and I know he wanted to read some fan uh, responses to you. And then I'll weigh in as well. Yeah, so uh, Joseph Robo, or Rubba, and then uh, Chef Jojo. Um, Joseph is the lead admin, and he created the account. Uh, Ducks legend Paul Korea number nine and, and Jojo obviously probably one of the biggest Korea fans that you know if you guys follow him as Chef Jojo like he's always talking about either food because he's a chef or Paul Korea they posted this graphic of Paul Korea lifting the cup and kissing it and and they said on their thing like the ultimate what if and then I thought to myself okay well you know what if the Ducks would have won the cup you know 03 but it meant that they wouldn't want it in 07 like i want to see what fans reaction and what they would think about it and i didn't know it was gonna blow up like that i posted on twitter and then it just started blowing up and then mike you know you told me like hey you should post it on facebook and instagram too and it just it went crazy from there (laughs) it was just so fun to see different fans perspective of it and and a lot of fans made some great arguments and made great sense on why of course uh you know at at chef jojo you know wrote he's biased because you know his favorite player was paul korea and you know so he wants paul korea to win the cup and he said it would have been cool to have seen them win those classic uniforms and then the other uh the lead admin that created the page uh that joseph he, he, he said that he'd take the 03 over 07. He said the odds were stacked against them, and they, they nearly made it to the top, and the 07 team was completely unstoppable. So I guess my opinion on it, I, I'd keep it 07. Um, and one person said it was kind of like Paul Cree versus Team Solani, but I, I think 07, they had that team that they should have won the cup, and anything less would be a bust. So it's just, I, I, I watched all those games. I didn't watch all the games in 03. I watched, you know, you know probably 60% of the games. But I think something about 07 made it more a little more special. And then the thought of Team Muslani not winning a cup kind of bothers me too because he's been more, I guess, inf, inf, influential to me uh, as of most recently in the last few years of, like, meeting him in person, talking to him in his restaurant. Seen his interview, just I don't know. I think the I think for my opinion, the 07 had something special about it. And yeah, they were stacked, and you know they were bound to win. And if they didn't win, it'd be a bust. And I get the 03 team was kind of more the underdogs, and I get the arguments too. I'd love to see you know that old school logo lift the cup up in Paul Korea. But I, I, I'm sticking with 07. I, I liked everything about you know each one of those playoff series. 
and I, I thought it had you know a, its own little like story to it. it, it, it it's like a big story that could have been, you know, told into a book, and I, I like that. Now I hope one day that we, uh, you know, moving forward, that we can go and uh, win the cup again and have the old school jerseys on, because that'd be pretty cool. And I do wish that uh, that Paul Cree was part of that 07 team, but I'm gonna stick with my guns and say, um, you know, if not changing anything, I, I want to agree with the people that said 07. I think 07 uh, was special, and it's my pick. Yeah, and some of you out there, you couldn't decide. I saw comments saying, I want both, I want both. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah we all want both. I mean, if that was the choice, I would pick both too. I, I think the one person that wins in this one, Eddie, would be uh, Jaguar since he was on both teams. So no matter what you pick, Jaguar would come out on top. But I, I, I go with the 2007 team as well. Yes, the Tammy Solani thing too. It's tough though. I, 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 oh, I like Korea as well. That's a tough one. But... Between the two, oh God, uh, the 2003 team was not expected to go that far. And they, they were this, this Cinderella underdog team, whatever you talk about, which, which made a great story. And I was there for those games, and I was pissed off as all hell, and they lost that game seven. I was like, I couldn't sleep for a couple of days. I was so upset because I really thought that they were going to come back and win that one. And it would have been special to be the underdog and, and beat that one. But... I think, like you said, the 2007 team was built to win. And, you know, I, I listened to some of the interviews of Jaguar, Solani, and Pronger. They, they did some uh, Zoom stuff that they had for Orange Alliance members. And I listened to them talk. And that was their goal. And anything short of that would have been a bust like you talked about. So, you know, and also having Pronger on that team, uh, Scott Niedermeyer on that team. You had Solani, Corey uh, Perry, uh, Getzloff, all these guys on. I mean, yeah, a lot of guys on there that that won it that I, I felt I was more connected to the 2017 than I was to the 2003 team. But I, it, it's tough, though, Eddie. It's oh, it's so tough. I mean, I picked the 2007 team like you, but it's not by a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I know there's one guy on Twitter, at ODucksFan, he put as of, you know, I guess he wanted as it is now, the 07 team. He said, big reason is the most iconic moment is in, in Game 6 of 2003. Uh, I guess the... Um, the Paul Korea, you know, on the floor, on the board kind of moment is more like, you know, memorable than New Jersey winning the cup, which I don't know if that goes far is, is not Ducks fans, but I think that's one of the most significant moments in Ducks history, having Paul Korea being, being laid out. Everyone thought he was gone. He comes back and he scores a goal, a big goal. I, I think that you know, maybe I'm just speaking bias as a Ducks fan, but I think that's more significant moment in that playoff series than you know, New Jersey winning the Cup. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being biased as a Ducks fan. Maybe I should go, or uh, we should ask the our, our puck network to post a question if, if that moment was more significant than New Jersey actually winning it because New Jersey did have that stacked team and and they were expected to win the Cup like from the start. So yeah, I, no, definitely that 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 moment. I mean, never forget that moment. You know. Of course, off the floor on the board. I mean, you can't, you can't forget that moment, um, of, you know, with Korea. That, that was just uh, a huge thing. I remember being there, you know, and that's why when the Ducks took them down, if you remember, most of the games were, were close, hard-fought games in 2003, except for Game 6. The Ducks really took it to the Devils. And then, of course, you know, Game 7, they went back to New Jersey and lost. But, um, you know, they were really hard-fought games. The first five were, were, were pretty pretty tough, and then... 
you know, of course, the Ducks took it to them, like I said, and then they then they got shut out in Game Seven, didn't even get on the board, which was unfortunate. But um, yeah, I mean, you have to consider that in there as well. So um, with that, I'll you know wrap up all the stuff we're talking about the Ducks and all your fan questions and topics. We thank you so much. That's what you know keeps the show running during all this uh, crazy time, right? All this nonsense that's going on. So. Uh, we'll wrap this up with a little bit of other league news. There's a couple things Eddie wants to talk about, some good and some not-so-good things uh, that have gone around the league. Yeah, so I just want to thank everyone for always contributing to the questions on Instagram. I do want to throw out there, too, if you see spam bots that are offering you free Ray-Bans or, or things on our Instagram, like to, to you know, if you're struggling to, to make some money here, please ignore them. You know, we do not endorse that. We don't don't trust them. We have our sponsors. One of them is OC, uh, you know, animal shelter that we do, you know, and try to promote them and try to promote the adoption of, of animals. But if you see all those other Ray-Bans or ones like that, please just ignore them. Um, we try to get on there as soon as possible to try to delete them. If you have any questions about any of those or sponsors that we do, send us a DM and we'll gladly answer them. But just please ignore all those other ones. I know they're getting annoying. They're everywhere now, especially that people have been home. I've been getting messages lately of, of people that just keep getting hacked. So it's just kind of one of those things. So let's move on to the leak news now. And start off with the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, they're thinking about bringing the Nordiques jersey back for their 21st anniversary season. Um, I love this idea. I, I, I run the Denver Avs page too, and I've been harping this idea for the last two seasons. I posted a, a clip of Landis Cog wearing the old school jersey. I think it'd be great. Uh, those, uh, I think, um, say Hartford, no, uh, Carolina Hurricanes did it twice this season, bringing back the Hartford Whalers. It was a big hit. I think it'd be fun for the fans and, and, and kind of pay tribute and respect to. I guess the their history that they came from. I know they have a small percentage of fans that are upset, thinking it's disrespectful to the former teams, but I don't think so. I think they're paying tribute to that. Um, Montreal Canadiens, Carey Price. Carey Price is probably one of my favorite players because of stuff that he does off the ice. Um, you guys remember the video when that that small little boy lost his mother and he met him. He started crying. Carey Price just threw his stuff off just to give that kid a hug. He brought him. You know, like yeah, he uh, he brought him to the awards, and then he and then he uh, he's offered to bring him to the All Star game the following season. He's just one of those players that his heart is big, and he made a video of these two kids that lost their parents in that shooting in Nova Scotia. Um, you know, kind of giving him hope and telling him to stay strong, and it just seems like that his player, like his heart, is just bigger than what it is, and he just kind of inspires. You know, myself as a person to be, you know, nicer and a better person because if a pro athlete like his caliber can do things like that from the bottom of his heart, then why can't me? Like, I, I do it too. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Eddie. I mean, it, you know, what Price did that, I mean, that's just fantastic. That's like, that's the stuff that we need now, right? You know, you see all the stuff in the news and I'm just over it because everything is so negative now and I'm just done with that. So, I, you know, this is something, a positive story, something good uh, that, you know, that in a time of crisis, you know, some something good can come out of it. So I'm with you. I mean, uh, what he did was phenomenal. And I, I agree, too, with the uh, Colorado thing. I would like to see them have that Quebec Nordique uh, jersey. I think that would be awesome. Just like you mentioned, Carolina doing the Hartford thing. I think that's a great thing, too. Fans seem to love it. They, they love the retro jerseys, the throwbacks. We talked about the, quote-unquote, Phoenix Coyotes 
uh, jersey, right? Uh, and, you know, obviously now Arizona, oh, yeah. and that was another one that people got excited about. Everybody gets excited about Mighty Ducks jersey, right? As as opposed to just the the, the Web D as well, too. Obviously, and we're biased, of course, because we're Duck fans. But these other jerseys as well get you know a lot of hype, and there's a lot of history, but behind those teams, uh, where they came from, right? So I, I like that as well. Yeah. Okay. Now let's get on to the kind of controversial news that that went <laughs> big. Um, okay. So uh, Washington Capitals, Brendan Leipzig, Leipzig, whatever his name is, I don't care. Um, he had his private messages leaked uh, with another player from the Florida Panthers, one of their prospects, and then also his brother that played for college team. Um, basically, his comments leaked, and he was talking about how his line mates are losers. He made fun of Tana Pierce's wife, saying she's overweight, even though she had a baby. He talked about um, his intimate times with other girls, but you know, in a more you know vulgar kind of way that I'm not going to repeat on the show. Um, so what happened was, for some reason, this private message got leaked online, and people went nuts. The leak came out with their blanket statement that they always do, and then he came out with his statement on Twitter apologizing, which his his statement just seemed like it was kind of BS, and it was just kind of, you know, just he had to do it, going through the motions. Um, what really sucked was his brother that was playing for the university uh, over there in Canada, they said that he's no longer eligible to play because he was involved in these conversations. It, this kind of resting the wrong way. Yes, what he said was, was vulgar and it was disgusting, but these were private messages, and I see a lot of people getting all bit out of shape, acting like their shit don't stink, which is not true. I, I, I just ask people, what if all every single one of your private conversations you ever had in your life was leaked? Would you feel comfortable enough that you wouldn't be judged in today's society and, and I guess the cancel culture? Because like, I, I know for a fact, you know, I have my, my group chat with my hockey buddies, and I have my group chat with my Army buddies and my military buddies, including the Marines, Coast Guard, you know, all branches. I think that group chat would probably get me arrested in jail if that was ever leaked because some of the crap that we say, because those of you that follow that in the military, we don't have a filter. And once we get around other military members that we, we've been in, we just, man, we just talk shit. We shoot the shit, have fun. That's how we kind of like you know wind down especially stuff in the military a lot of them have ptsd that deployed that that scene crap and and their way of you know relaxing calming down is just talking shit but by like it, i don't know mike it's weird to me that today's cancel culture rather focus on words hurting than you know drugs yet kunetsov that had a video of him with uh, cocaine in the background and then he comes up saying that he's never done cocaine, that it was his friends that test him. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll test negative for it. They tested him. He came back positive. Not only was he, uh, you know, doing cocaine, but he lied about it. And and nothing happens. He gets a, a ban from international hockey for, what, four years? He gets a suspension from the Capitals, and that's it. People are happy with that. You have Patrick Kane. And his off-ice incidents. I'm not saying if he did it or not about the sexual assault case. My thing is he's had numerous alcohol-related incidents and off-ice behaviors that kind of seemed that it was a little bit going toward that incorrigible level. But, you know, no one bats an eye about it. You had a Vander Kane's incident. You had Mike Ribeiro's sexual assault uh, for his babysitter. Then you had Austin Watson, too. Uh, Literally... 
got caught hitting his wife. And his wife went and said that she had mental problems and she was an alcoholic. It's her fault. Like women's battered syndrome. And no one really does anything. But one guy says some words. And I'm not agreeing with the words he said. Like, yeah, I agree that they were despicable and they were vulgar. And he shouldn't have said that. And referred to his teammates or women in that way. But it just, I don't understand how everyone's okay with, with people doing drugs, with people hitting their wives, with people getting accused of sexual assault, uh, people pulling their pants down in Arizona and then lying about it. But everyone just thinks that's okay. But, you know, him saying th these words, it's just like he just shot your mother. That's what I don't understand. And I tried posting it and some people got upset on Twitter. Uh, if you guys follow us, I apologize. I, I don't know if you took it the wrong way. You can always DM me and I, I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. I'm just saying that if I were to, you know, have a wife and hit her, if I would have pulled my pants down in front of a girl, if I would have been accused of sexual assault, if I'm doing cocaine right here, you best believe my ass would be in jail. I wouldn't be on this show anymore associated with Ducks and Pucks. I'd be in a hell of a lot more trouble than me just talking shit. So I don't understand how people are okay with, with all the other incidents that happen. And then you guys flip out about, you know, what's going on about just words. I, I just, I don't understand that, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. I mean, obviously what he did was not acceptable. We all know that. There's not a question of, okay, you know, you're calling people, you know, certain things based upon their weight or you're making comments about a certain sex and, and doing certain things, right? Or, or talking about your teammates being crappy or, or whatever. He's, you know, talking a lot of shit uh on that i believe it was instagram i think but whatever in, in different social media dms or whatever he's doing all that and it's not acceptable eddie and i both don't think that that's acceptable at all okay we don't want to get that misconstrued but 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 what eddie's making a point about though is you have people that have done things that are worse you know domestic violence sexual assault or at least alleged whatnot and 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 things uh, you know, nothing's really happened to those players or they got suspended and then they came back, you know, where with this guy, Leipzig, bye, you're gone. You know, like, I'm not saying that, that the punishment is wrong. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I'm glad the league took a stance and did that. I just feel that they're selective when they take a stance. And if somebody talking bad is, is worth booting, then why isn't someone doing drugs or beating up women also not booted from the league. I mean, if you're to to me, they're all bad. And if you're going to put them on a spectrum, talking crap is one thing, but doing something to me is worse. I, I I don't know. That's that's just my thought process. I mean, if I say something in a joke, even though it's rude or whatever, I'm saying it. it doesn't make it right. But then if I go out and actually do it, I I think that's ten times worse. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just think that it's very selective in what the the league enforces on certain players. I think. Part of it depends on what it is, whether, like we said, it's it's actions or drugs or whatever. And part of it also depends on if it's a star player or not. And I, you know, that's that's one thing, unfortunately, that kind of bugs me, uh, you know, uh, with the NHL. And it's not just the NHL; it's other leagues too. So, I mean, I'm glad that they did what they had to do and whatnot. But like Eddie said, I, you know, they, I don't know, they need to kind of figure out. It, it, it kind of goes all along with the player safety too, right? I mean, it's like certain players get punishment for some things and then they don't get punishment for other things. I mean, it's the same, you know, type thing. I mean, obviously doing these things is worse than, you know, obviously hitting a player illegally or whatever and get a penalty. But the, the point being is that different things happen 
and the the rules are like different for different people. I you know I don't know. It's just a weird thing to me, unfortunately. And fortunately, it was the bad news that came up in this last uh, time. So the 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 overall lesson about this though is you have to be careful what you're doing. You know, on social media, and I've told people this all the time. I I, I say be careful because anything you do electronically, it's it's recorded somewhere. It's oh yeah, it's there. You know, Eddie, and that's what you got to be careful of. You told me about that too. At first, I was so into arguing with people about different political things or what's going on in the world, and you told me, "Hey, you know what? You know, you can do what you want, but you have this page, Ducks and Pucks, and it shows bad if you're all the time fighting with people over 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 nothing, pretty much." And uh, my whole issue is it, you know, these players are professional athletes, and they didn't act in a professional way. All of them that did it, right, but, right. I, I don't know. I I just don't understand how. You know, one thing's better than the other because of, I guess, your status of a player. Right. I don't know. It's just, I'll just leave it at that. I said too much on that situation. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, if you guys want to talk offline, go ahead and DM us and we're happy to talk. But, I mean, he's done. What happens, happens. I wish he would have served some ice justice that he would have got his ass kicked for opening his mouth like that, especially to Tanner Pearson's wife. Yeah, uh, what? what he said about her after she had a baby. Yeah, uh, and making fun of her weight. I think you're a piece of shit for that. I think uh, I think uh, you know people having kids. It's, it's a beautiful thing, and, and to sit there and, and make fun of her weight. That's just that's that's the one that disgusts me the most. And um, I think there's a rumor going around too. That he said racial things, and I haven't seen any of that because if he said anything racial, obviously it's it's it, that'd be a lot worse. But. It's just, you know, what's done is done. He's done in the league. Uh, his brother is done in the league. Uh, well, his brother's done before he even started. Right. He's been trying to get into right. the league. And I'm not sure. I didn't hear anything about the Florida Panthers prospect, but I think him being that low on the totem pole, I think he's pretty much done too. So, uh, I mean, that's done. is done with that. So, um, let's kind of end his show on a better note, Mike. What do you say about that? What are you drinking? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we talk about what we've been doing uh, during this uh, quarantine stuff. Uh, I've been doing my usual Moscow Mule and uh, been watching lots of movies lately. You know, I've been uh, watching some of my favorites. I've been watching some new ones as well. Um, I binge watched The Gangs of London. That was kind of a crazy series. Uh, one of my friends turned me on to that. It's like a, it's like a John Wick kind of series a lot of a lot of a lot of shooting a lot of action a lot of different things going on there uh been barbecuing a lot i have my my grill as i told you guys that i actually bought right before all this so i've been doing that at home and saving money and just spending money at the grocery store and, and eating like that and writing articles obviously when some news pops up and, and whatnot uh, and then uh like eddie talked about you know some of the stuff going on in the world there's been a lot of negativity so i got back to working out because i was kind of getting burnt out um, as I, as he had mentioned about, you know, people arguing kind of online and stuff, I, I, I just don't have time for that. So, uh, unfortunately everybody's kind of going stir crazy with what's going on right now. So those are some of the things that I'm doing to, you know, my mental health and, and stay sane and, and whatnot. Um, what are some of the things that uh, you've been doing this last couple of weeks, Eddie? I've been skating more. Uh, last week I, I skated pretty much every single day, did some like hockey related tra- training. It was hot as hell. Uh, Wednesday, I was in uh, San Dimas for people that are around the, the L.A. County area. It's a suburb like 30 miles away from L.A. It's a really big-ass hill, and I thought it was a good idea to skate up that because I used to run up the hill, and I, I, I ran up the hill in the summer, so I'm like, okay, cool, I can skate up the hill. So I went and skated on flat ground for about three miles, and I'm like, okay, I'm warmed up. I'm a little hot and tired, but I can, I can do this hill. The hill's only about 
a little less than a mile, but the I guess the slope of it and the incline is really it's bad. Oh my god, I was I, that was the worst thing, the worst idea. <laughs> I felt like total crap, but the very next day I felt better after I was really sore, but I felt good. Went and got a haircut, changed my hairstyle. It's the first time I've changed my hairstyle in over eight or nine years. Um, and then I, I went to get at, at the lake at Pudding Stone Park in San Dimas. It's a man-made lake. Have jet skis and everything there. They have a lot of stuff. So it felt good. I skated around. I put. I took my stick and my puck or my, my ball because it was concrete. Doing stick handling, push-ups, sit-ups. Just, just get being active. And then I sat there for another, I want to say, hour and a half, two hours. Just absolutely doing nothing. Uh, I checked my phone a few times. I was tweeting out. I was texting people. But I was just watching the people on jet skis, watching the lake, watching the ducks fly around. It just felt good. It just felt good being out and about. And I was still practicing my social distancing. You know, I wasn't with you know, crowds of people and stuff like that. And people were actually doing the right thing. I, you know, over here at the lake too, this park that was open, they were making sure that, you know, they were distancing themselves as well of other people. So it was a fun thing. I, I've been doing that. Of course, I've been watching a lot of movies. I watched Glass last night, uh, Mr. Glass or Glass, whatever. It's really good movie. Uh, I, I love the little series. And I've been trying to find a Nintendo 64. I, I miss playing the old school 007 game, the Star Fox game, the Mario Kart. So if you guys are selling it on eBay or know anyone that's selling one, let me know. And I just bought the uh, a Mega Man game for my PS4, the old school ones though, like not those new ones, like the old school eight terabyte, whatever it's called. <laughs> nice. So I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna be uh, be screaming about that because I used to, that game used to piss me off when I was a kid. <laughs> it's hard. So I'm pretty sure I don't play video games that much often, but. Yeah, just been trying to keep positive, trying to stay away uh, from watching the news a lot because I know, you know, I don't like watching the news. It gets a little more negative, and I like to stay keep positive. Um, I do look at a lot of the hockey news, of course, and, and we do filter out uh, what's true and what's not. And Mike, you're doing a really good job on putting the news out once it comes out, like within like thirty, you know, I would say thirty minutes to an hour. You have an article about what's going on, so that's pretty cool. And yeah, just just kind of keeping my head clear and, and doing the right thing uh, around the area, even though sometimes I get annoyed by it. I still just keep doing that. But yeah, just trying to play hockey more and skate out with my friends and be a little more sociable and not just be like, cooked up like a hermit crab and still maintain that, you know, I guess social distancing like what's going on. So yeah, it's, it's been, been keeping that positive and drinking. Oh, okay. One more positive thing before I stop some rambling off. <laughs> I found a lot of Sam Adams cherry wheat. I'm going to try that beer. It's freaking awesome. So go ahead and try that. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. One, one thing I just tell everybody, encourage them to do is to get out of your house or apartment or wherever you're at. Don't, don't stay indoors all day. Uh, obviously some stuff is opening up, at least in the state of California, certain things are opening up. I don't know about other states. I don't follow all of them. Everybody's doing different stuff, but like my wife and I, we went down to the beach last weekend. Uh, we just, you know, we didn't go out on the beach or do anything crazy, but we just drove down there. We drove down PCH and whatnot. And, cruise by some of the places and stuff like that we you know made sure we didn't do anything that was gonna you know upset anybody or anything like that but you know i do that i go out for walks or runs things like that um just get get outside i i think is my best advice to anybody don't stay locked up and and looking at your phone or the tv all the time because i caught myself doing that this week and I, I i did have one bad day this past week because i was just so wrapped up 
and looking at stuff online and the TV. And, and unfortunately, like Eddie said, there's just uh, it's just sad. There's a lot of negative stuff out there on social media and TV. And um, if you are, you know, if that's what you're wrapped into, that that's that's your deal, and that's what you want to do, fine. But I would say filter out the negative stuff as best you can, and try not to focus on that. Try to try to look at things that are more positive whether it's movies or binge watching tv or playing video games like eddie said things like that um you know mix it up do different things um you know whatever it is that's going to make you uh you know keep your mental health going um like i said i had to i had to put myself in check this last week so those are some of the things to look at and i, and I do look at things are getting better right I, you know stuff stuff is you know people some people are getting back to work finally and things are starting to get better at, you know so i know a lot of my friends are struggling out there and, and, and things are hopefully turning around the right direction and that's all we can hope for right you know is, is start getting in a positive way keeping you know a, a positive mindset because you got to remember the only thing you really can control in this world is yourself right and, and your outlook and your attitude and and if you sit there and get negative and dwell on stuff and and, and let stuff eat you up like i said it kind of happened to me uh for a couple hours one night this week and i i got myself back on track um you know just just keep that in mind so um we'll still keep doing articles and podcasts and whatnot um, so other good news, if you are a Patreon member, uh, patreon.com slash Ducks and Pucks, every single member, uh, we made uh, Ducks and Pucks face covers and sent them out to all those people. I mailed them out this week. So if you're one of those people, you'll be getting it hopefully in the mail by the end of the week uh, or the beginning of next week, depending on where you live, because there's people all over the place. Uh, we've also had people buying them as well. They go towards a first responder fund to help out with everybody dealing with all this that's going on as well. And if you want to sign up, it doesn't matter what tier. If you want to join and, and do one dollar, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'll send you one anyways. That even includes the shipping. So you're really getting a pretty good deal here. Um, and just keep in mind that these ones that we are sending out, they're not like medical grade. And I and I put that on the website. It's also on tpnhockey.com if you want to go there and buy some and help donate to fight this cause and everything. So check those out. Um, just remember, like I said, I, I've been sending notices out in the mail that they're not medical grade, but um, there's still something that if you want to wear when you go out and, and you know, it's a, it's a mask, it's got the Ducks and Pucks logo on it. It's pretty cool and pretty sleek. Um, check it out and we'll oh, um, go ahead, Eddie. But yeah, I sorry to sorry to interrupt. I forgot to say this too. I, I do want to congratulate everyone that, that that's graduating uh, sixth grade, twelfth uh, grade, or college. Uh, I know it's one of those times where it seems like you're getting robbed of you walking and having that that honor. But I want to congratulate all of you guys for doing that. If if you're one of those you know graduates, uh, please DM us. Your picture, we'll put it in our story. Our real, you know, give you a retweet and congratulate you because it's a really good accomplishment. I think you guys, you know, are getting robbed, and and we want to do what we can to help celebrate that, and, and you know, and show everyone out there that hey, you know what, give them a like, give them a you know a clap or whatever, and help them you know celebrate their accomplishment. And I also want to say a happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there, uh, including yours, Mike. Um, it's just, you know, I know it's one of those times where some people are probably afraid to go and see their mother and especially people that lost their, their mother. Um, I just want to say, you know, I was thinking about you. I said a prayer for all of you guys too. And I want to just say happy mother's day, uh, to all you mothers and, and all the mothers that you have and all the mothers that you lost. And I want to make sure that, you know, I want to just throw that out there in the show and say that. 
No, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I forgot about that. That was something I did want to mention on the show. So as you all know, my mom passed away uh, on New Year's Eve and I posted on Facebook, you know, just, you know, tell tell those of you that your moms are still here. You know, if you if you can't see them because of what's going on or, or whatever the situation is with this crazy world we're living in, uh, hopefully at least you, you, you called them and told them how much you, you care for them and support them and love them and appreciate everything that they've done. And if you're in the boat that I'm in, um, you know, it's my first Mother's Day without her physically being here. Then my heart goes out to you guys and girls as well. And just, you know, all you can really do at this point is, is just stay strong. That's the biggest thing. Like we said, positive mental attitude. I, I know it's tough. It's tough for me this week. Uh, like I said, with, with that going on, that kind of kind of led into this this bad, you know, the one bad day that I had, obviously, with this last Mother's Day. It didn't, didn't really help. But uh, um, like I said, we'll keep on doing articles. We'll keep on doing podcasts. Um, it just depends on when the uh, league news comes up or something else with the ducks we may do on another week or two weeks You're just kind of gauging it by the news because we don't want to just do a show to just talk about random nonsense we actually want to talk about things that are going on so we will have another one uh, hopefully like i said a week or two weeks from now and with that we'll wrap up the show uh, stay strong stay safe be kind and love one another and always let's go ducks